This is Women Who Podcast. You were gifted with a voice. Now is the time to use it. Meet the women who podcast, hear their stories so you can be encouraged to turn your ideas into reality. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Women Who Podcast with me, your host, Alison Fraser. I've been getting some lovely feedback about this podcast, which tells me that it's something that you want to hear. I'm a firm believer in trying things and learning from them, whether they succeed or they don't go as we'd hoped. It's all a learning experience. One thing Nelson Mandela said was, you either win or you learn. So there's no failing. It's learning or winning. One thing I'm learning is about how to position this podcast, who it's for and what it's about. I think it's about learning and sharing what we've learned about making podcasts as well as through living life. Why am I the one to do this? Well, I've been a podcast listener for 15 years and I've listened to hundreds and hundreds of podcast episodes in that time. And as a journalist, I've written about people over 25 years. So this way, I'm speaking to people on this one subject of podcasting. This episode is an interview with Brandy Kelly, host of the Sober Bartender podcast. Brandy is the sober bartender in the title, though she hasn't always been the sober one. Brandy's podcast is a real podcast which she uses to support other people on their path to sobriety. Before we dive in, I want to let you know about how you can support this podcast via Patreon. There are a couple of different tiers, and one of those tiers involves getting help and tips and all kinds of advice on starting your own podcast. That includes a library of videos showing you how to do a variety of things, plus a private membership space where you can share what's challenging you as well as celebrate what's going well. So if you've been thinking of starting a show, then this is your reminder that you are worthy and you are capable. Right, let's hear from Brandy. Welcome to the show, Brandy. So excited to hear about the Sober Bartender podcast. Thank you for having me. I would love to know what led you to starting a podcast that's called The Sober Bartender. So I am the sober bartender. I'm a sober bartender. I've been a bartender for 20 years and I have been sober for nearly three And it's a bit of a a paradox, I guess. I mean, it's just a, it's not something common. It's more common than you would think, but it's not every day that you meet the bartender that does not drink. And in my journey from stopping drinking, I learned so much about myself and just about life and how to live without alcohol. And so I felt really moved to share what I had learned, but I didn't know how I was going to do that. I didn't know if I needed to write a book or figure out how to become some public speaker or if I needed a podcast or what it was. And then my husband and I moved to South Texas last August, not this last, but the August before. And I was really disconnected and I had left my recovery community and I just felt disconnected from everything except him, thankfully. And when I saw an opportunity to start a podcast come up to learn how to do it, he really pushed me and said, you've been looking for your thing. This is your son. You're not working yet. This is your time. Do the thing. And it's 
working out well by the sounds of it. It really is. It's one of my favorite things. And sometimes it's one of my least favorite things, but I love it enough that it continues to live on. Therefore, (laughs) it is absolutely worth it. You mentioned before that you say, you know, you are a sober bartender and it's more common than people may think. Have you discovered through your podcast that there are more and more bartenders who are also sober? Yes. So starting the podcast, people started coming out of the woodwork. I was in Vegas for 15 years bartending, and there were quite a few people that started messaging me after seeing that I had a podcast and said, you know, I haven't drank for six months. And, you know, it's really good that you're putting this out there and letting people know that it can be done. Because so many people think, well, sure, of course you can get sober, but you don't know how my life is, or you don't know how it is at my job, or you don't know my problems. And so it's really going, whoever you are, whatever you're doing, if it's something that you need to do, it can be done regardless of your circumstances. And I'm living proof. Are you open to sharing your story with us? Oh, sure. Sure. I will give you a very cliff notes version. (laughs) Uh, But yes, I started bartending at 19 years old. And, you know, with that, you're just kind of in the, you know, the scene of alcohol. I was dating a motorcycle, like a biker dude and was kind of just living a fast and exciting life. And uh, yeah, I moved from one state to another. I moved to Las Vegas and just really dove into, you know, the drinking culture and, you know, you deserve a drink when you get off work because you earned it. So you get your shift drink and then other bartenders come in to see you. So you need to go in and pay it forward and you need to go and network. And then, you know, that's not even including just blowing off steam in your own time. This is just the functions of your job and regulars come in and they want to buy you a shot. So you do a shot with them. But I realized more and more that I didn't have an off switch. And so, yeah, I mean, just one year led to another year led to a huge drinking problem. And then when life changed and I was on my own, then it became my only coping mechanism. I no longer knew how to deal with any kind of stressor or any kind of life change, or I couldn't deal with anything because anytime anything came up, I just would drown it. And then it was drowning me and I would shake in the morning and I would vomit as soon as I, you know, would brush my teeth, it was just, I was ill and I needed alcohol to function, like to survive. And um, so I got desperate and I, I was still bartending. I had insurance because it's easy to stay that bad, that progressed in alcoholism and still have a job. And, but yeah, I reached out to the number on the back of my insurance card. I called the mental health services number and just said, I have a really bad drinking problem. I don't know what to do because no one around me knew what to do because they all did it too. And from there, yeah, I just, I got into treatment and then I got into recovery and then I fell on my face and then I got up and I continue to march on. But now this is another part of what helps me stay sober. That's incredible. I think, and sharing your story will, other people will relate to what you went through. Yes. Even if the circumstances are different, they hear things in my story that makes them go, Oh, and that is all the motivation I need to keep going, you know? You must hear some really 
awesome stories of other people that have done that same flip that you've done. I do. I do. And they're not all drastic. You know, we all listen to the train wreck, you know, when I crashed my car and I went and, but it's not always like that. For me, it was an internal thing. And that's what I hear from a lot of other people is they tell me that they didn't think that their problem was that bad because they still had a home and they still had a car and they still had a job and a family and they didn't live under a bridge with a brown paper bag. Therefore, they couldn't be that bad. But inside, they are dying. They are desperate and they are hopeless. And, you know, even if your outsides look normal, if your insides are that way, that's a cue that it's time to change. What's it like now being a sober bartender when before you said it was it was just part of the job, you know, having a drink afterwards, and your punters buying your shots. What do you do now? I mean, now it is it's just a job. And I do I I am honest with my patrons. If it comes up, I don't, you know, caution them each time I hand them a drink. But, you know, if I get to know some regulars and they tell me, oh, yeah, this weekend I got a public intoxication. I was walking down the road and got arrested and all these bad things keep happening to me. I can now just gently say, have you noticed that there's one thing in common with each of these bad things? Just wondering if you can see what the common denominator is in all of all of your troubles and just leave it at that. And then if. They want to reach out and say, okay, you're right. What can I do? Or what, you know, then, then that opens up the door. But if, if it doesn't, then maybe just, it's something they think about five years from now or, but honestly, I mean, I, I don't enjoy being a bartender anymore. I don't want to lie and say that it's great because I'm not part of the party. It's, it felt like a lifestyle before, and now it's just, it's a job. I was saying you're also not 19 anymore. None of us are. No, I am not. And I don't, I realize that more and more every single day. What has happened through your podcast that might not have happened to you if you not had your podcast? Like what doors has it opened or how has it changed your life? Well, so in doing the podcast, I started out doing interviews So I was talking to other people, not just in recovery, but people that had overcome obstacles. So I talked to people that had reached the top in an MLM business and then realized that they felt like they were selling their soul and they were depressed and good on the outside and bad on the inside and left it all. And in talking to all these people that had overcome all these things, it really showed me my own ability to overcome and what I was kind of holding myself back from, but it also, it opened my eyes. I I started my recovery journey in 12-step recovery, which is just what everyone knows. It's everywhere all over the world. And it's been around since the thirties. So when you need to get sober, you know, you can go to AA and it did save my life. But I also realized that what worked for me in the beginning was no longer fitting what I needed for my life now. And so it, in, doing solo episodes and just talking about where I was at and what I was experiencing, I realized a shift that I needed to make in my own life. And in talking to all the other people that I had interviewed, I realized I did have what it took to do the unthinkable. So. Could you imagine not having your podcast? Like if you'd not listened like this time last year or, you know, 
that voice about doing a podcast? I cannot imagine because it is, it's a part of me and it is a motivator and I'm in the shower and I'm thinking of, you know, episodes and thinking, oh, I really want to reach out to that lady. And, oh, you know, that author is always posting and, and I want to, you know, reach out and email and, you know, it's just, it's always a theme of like, what can I do? And it's a creative outlet that I didn't have. I didn't have a place and there's so many things going on in here. I can't imagine where they went before this. Well, I think the world is also grateful that you have got your podcast going because there are so many people that do need to hear those stories to get themselves onto that path. Yeah, I, I hope so. That's, that's the hope. That's the goal is just something that I share or someone that someone else shares on my podcast just reaches one person and they hear what they needed to hear that day. Getting that message of thank you so much for what you said today. And I don't even ask what it was I said, just, but thank you so much for what you said today because I got up and I went and let the sun hit my face or I got out my journal and I just took everything out of my brain or whatever it was, just knowing that it helped and my experience can benefit others. Were you a podcast listener yourself before you started your podcast? Here and there. Like I, I've always been an on again, off again, Joe Rogan podcast listener. You know, if there was just somebody I was curious about or like on a cross country road trip, I would just throw on Joe Rogan because it kills three hours. But then I did stumble across Gabby Bernstein And she hosts a Dear Gabby podcast and she is recovered. She's in recovery and she is a, you know, a a spiritual thinker and healer. And she was talking about the things that I was experiencing. And she, I mean, I was already on the path when I heard her, but when I heard her speak, I said, I don't necessarily want to do that, but it put the podcasting little seed in my brain to where I was like okay this is another outlet where I could help people so I did listen to podcasts but I was not like a regular all the time listener and how about now that you're doing one do you listen to more I don't listen to them all but I do have a 30 minute drive to and from work so I do I was telling my husband that I don't think I listen that often but I actually do I do. And then the, you know, the women that I meet and that are in my circle and like I met you and I just binged your podcasts and then, you know, then you're following it. And then when a prompt comes up, you want to hear what, what they're doing next. So. Yeah. There's so many awesome podcasts out there. There's so much. And we mentioned before we started recording that, you know, I've got another podcast that I'm getting ready to launch and you were you looked like you had several other other ideas so I guess once you start podcasting it can become another little addiction I think so I think so especially when it's a it's a creative outlet and it helps people and it helps us so when we get a little bit of a good thing why wouldn't we want more of it but then there's always you know the other side of it of the the behind yes yeah 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 it can be well I wouldn't call it addictive because you know addictions usually have negative consequences not always yeah 
<laughs> but it depends on what it is. <laughs> yeah. If it's healthy or unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What have you learned from podcasting or what tips would you share with someone who's maybe thinking of starting out or is just starting out? So I think the most important thing that I needed to hear over and over and over, because I would hear it in the course that I took, but I needed to keep hearing it is I am absolutely, you are absolutely qualified. Like the world needs what you have. And even if there is another podcast on whatever it is that you want to talk about, no one can do it like you. No one has your recipe. No one has your experience. No one has your insight. No one has your passion. So whatever you have, if you feel compelled to share it with the world, use your voice. And also give yourself a break when it comes to learning the tech. If you are not a tech person, just be patient. Take one to two days to learn something new if that's what it takes because you will learn it because I will tell you that editing was my arch nemesis and now I don't really care if I say or like or you know what I mean I give myself a break and I move on yeah it doesn't have to be so polished like or highly produced like Joe Rogan who's got Mm -hmm. a team of people with him and a professional studio sure yeah and you know it's real and you can hear when it's real and you know it'll sound polished when there's a team of professionals doing that but in the meantime it is me and my little boston terrier usually on my lap trying to look at what i'm doing and so i record and then i go in and just make sure there's no long dead silences because that happens if there is i cut them out add the music and we're good to go (laughs) it sounds like you've got it sussed (laughs) Will will you keep doing more of the same with your podcast or have you got any ideas on, I don't know, anything you'd like to do differently? Well, it's evolved just since January when it first came out where I had to have an interview and then I really felt called to do solos and now I've got people reaching out to me to have, like I've got like booking agents and publishers that are asking, would you like to have my client on your show? And so that's something that I'm interested in, but wanting to look into, because I don't want to just have anybody and everybody if, if what, if what they have, I feel is beneficial, then I definitely want to share that. But I'm I'm just going to let it be what it becomes. I don't have like some hard set idea because I know from life experience that, you know, you, you want to make God laugh. You just tell him your plans, basically. Like, well, that's great. You've got people like wanting to be on your show. That that's a great sign. Mm-hmm. And they don't always follow through though. I'm not like, so I won't say like, Oh yeah, people are lined up to get on my show because I don't know if I've actually sat down with one of those people because you know, life happens and, for the most part, it's been people that I either know or have met through um, the podcast or through the Facebook page. But I don't know what it'll be, but I, I just hope that it continues to to grow and to help. And it's helping me. So I'm so glad that you shared about your podcast with us, Brandy, because I've learned I've learned a lot, like just from hearing from you. I can see 
like on the video call we've got just how passionate you are about it and that definitely comes through in your voice so keep doing what you're doing I absolutely will and thank you for inviting me to come and talk about it I could talk about it all day which is why I have a podcast about it (laughs) awesome I'll put the links in the show notes so people can um, come and find you and give you a five-star review thank you so so much it was great to meet you Allison Thank you so much to Brandy for sharing about the Sober Bartender podcast. What I loved hearing from Brandy was how she's leapt into doing the show and how she's doing it in a way that suits her. I hear so many stories of people wanting to do something but putting it off until something about their life is perfect and then it never happens. So if you're feeling that call to do something, go ahead and do it. That's all from me. Please go and give Brandy a listen and a five-star review and review this podcast if you've not already. This month, I'm reading out a review I've received at the end of each episode to say thank you. Here's a recent review from Spandex and Wine. New podcast a must. Such a helpful podcast to have as I'm starting my own. Great to hear tips from those doing the work. Thank you, Spandex and Wine. I'm looking forward to watching your podcast grow. See you all next week, where we will hear from Tammy Crenn from the POD with a Twist podcast. So please join me then for a listen to her. Thank you to my podcast supporters, Mary Hanlon, Kristen Wilson, and Alice Nichols. You too can support the show at Patreon. All links are in the show notes. You've been listening to Women Who Podcast, the podcast for women with something to say.